and welcome to the Karen Instinct podcast with Joe and Olga. And we've got something different for you prepared today. We were talking about apparently there's a new trend uh, in publishing in children's books, which is all about books about feelings and about mindfulness. So that got us talking and uh, sort of took a on a path and we brought to you today the books some of which are about feelings and some um, are not some are children's classics some but they are the books that we love and that our families love is that right joe it is yeah i've gone for kind of a classic one and maybe one a less less uh, known one a bit different to some of the ones we were talking about though some of the ones we were talking about before were kind of uh, we were a little bit concerned. They were a bit maybe more t- more of a teaching hat on when you have them of teaching. The ones I've gone for more of really just making space for the for the emotion, just to explore it more than more than to learn about it. None of them have been published this year, but no. we are very excited to share them with so. you. No. <laughs> Would you like to start? <laughs> Shall I start? Right, my first one is. I'm sure most people will know this one, Where the Wild Things Are, by, can you say his name? Maurice Sendak. Maurice Sendak, that's it. I don't never know if I can pronounce it right. He is, um, yeah, this was this was in uh, uh, 1960s originally. Mm-hmm. And the emotion uh, that it explores for me is frustration and anger. And um, it's all about a boy. I think his name is Max. There he is. And yeah. he gets into trouble very early on in the book with his parents. And he gets sent to his room without any dinner for causing mischief. And he becomes a wild thing. And he goes he goes off his room, turns into a jungle. And he goes on this big adventure. And he, beca- and he meets up with monsters. And he goes over... There's some monsters and he tames the monsters and he becomes wild. And then he he uh, finds some rest with them as well. I think that's rest. And he uh, he go he says goodbye to them. And then all in time, all done in time for all time, all done in time for tea. And so, yeah, that's the, that is where the wild things are really. Um, Great book for uh, exploring frustration and anger. Yeah, and that one of the reasons why I went for that one as well. That's maybe not the most, or maybe, but I think it's definitely up there. One of the emotions we don't have space for in children. We really want to teach it out of them or get away from them. You know, we want to socialize it, anger, frustration out of children. It's not something that that maybe a lot of us think that we should be seeing, but. As you know, in the caring and for our model, we really invite all of these feelings. They're just the uh, anger is just as important as joy, and these things, and it all has they all have work to do. And Jenny, so I like I like these ones where they give uh, anger and frustration an invitation to be explored. And it's so I'm sure you know that one, right? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Uh, we love it. Um, and it's so interesting to see, like, with my son, when he will go for this book. Yeah, when he needs it, because we play it out too, like different monsters. Uh, we do different voices for them, because the pictures are goodness. They 
they're a little disturbing actually the pic- yeah, the monsters yeah are. he I mean, goes no, all and in. one of them is just 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 pictures no words for a few of the page but you yes. really see the monsters yeah they are. yeah so for those pages we had our monster song uh that was different sounds that the monsters made and we kind of lent into it monster song Yes. Are you willing no, to sing it? No. No. No, okay. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> but it is, uh, you know, it, it's this playing with this emotion going into this because basically what happened, yeah, Max is sent to his room. So he's bad and he's like, he's angry and he's wild. And he's like, okay, I will be mad then and bad. Right. And he goes for it. And the monsters. And there's some interesting attachment also because the bosses say, oh, don't go, we'll eat you up, we'll love you so. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there's also this interesting kind of alarm attachment-based game going on. Yeah, it's good. Funnily enough, my kids, they've, they've, we've read it with them, but they're not really taken to it in that way yet. There is the trio, the three books by Maurice Sendak, and I think because yours are two and four, and they and yeah. if they might, in the night kitchen might be more their age because they're supposed to. I think his idea was you progress from in the night kitchen to where the wild things are to. I can't unfortunately remember the third one, yeah. but I'm looking forward to exploring that too. So, and because Max is sent to his room without any dinner. And yes. in the end, his dinner just appears. His dinner appears, and it was still warm. Yeah. So my son. So there's loves always that. that thing where it take you know it takes it's like a big journey. It takes forever and a long time. And it's like, but then really, is it just a few minutes? You know, of, of yes, of anger and frustration, and then it's and it's kind of that unmerited grace almost. Yeah. I like that that supper is there at the end as well. That it's yes. the the kind of an acceptance of it in that in that message. So yeah, that's mine. How about yours? What have I you gone brought for? today. I feel an alphabet of feelings by Madalena Moniz, who I couldn't find a lot of information about. She's based in Lisbon, and she's a picture book author and illustrator. All it is is in this book is there's a letter. And a feeling and a beautiful picture. There's no explanation. There's no sort of hierarchy. Oh, we prefer positive emotions to negative emotions. There are so many here. So I thought I'll show you. That was for a while my son's favorite page. A for adored. And it's all this little boy. And we always talk about, oh, look, there are his pictures. This is him with his little bucket and spade at the beach. And this is him uh, hugging his doggy. And this is him as a little baby. And his mom and dad cherish everything, every moment about him. And they put all these pictures up and he's feeling adored. So my son loves listening to this <laughs> and uh, drawing parallels, hopefully, and all. So. What I love about this book, this is what I call a talking book. There isn't much text, so you make your own story. This is not a book for a tired parent. 
I've been known to say, oh, no, let's read, you know, let's read Room on the Broom because I can just follow can't just get the story. It, yeah. Yes, and get, this is a book for conversations, and but they're really important. Some of them are really cryptic. It's like you, you make of it what you like. Be yeah. for brilliant. C, what do you think is C? C for... Curious. Curious. And of course, the picture, um, someone will be like, Mommy, what are these? Yeah. But, uh, well, I don't know. That's what we're curious about. I am What's... like you. I'm feeling curious here. Uh, well, I'm curious what it's got for X. <laughs> for X? Yeah. Let's, jump to X. Let's see Let's X. See. I like Let's how see. some of the they're not uh, obvious feeling words as well. Oh, no, no, no. XOXO. XOXO, yeah. And there's a boy and a girl, and that is hello from D, Daring. Mm. Well, the boy, I think, just about dares to kiss the girl. What do you think is I? <clears throat> I would be uh, I. What would I be? I've not got it. So I think I'm thinking of just... ink now. <laughs> Invisible, yeah. Invisible, yes. Yeah. So well, a lot of like... the words are not. Not necessarily feeling words on their own, but they've they produce feelings as well, which maybe like invisible might be, you know, might bring joy. Exactly. Might bring sadness. We always so say, there's a, yeah, is it, it nice? That's quite nice, nice about it. It doesn't exactly. it doesn't give you the answer almost. Yeah. Feeling invisible, you know, sometimes you're like, hmm, what am I invisible here? And sometimes it's a superpower. Yeah, so it's a a nice, playful, but it gives you the opportunity to really uh, find the feelings yourself. Yes, and to tell your own stories. Some of them are K for kind. Kind, yeah. Just look at this picture. Yeah, yeah. And my son would ask me, so what does this picture mean? What is this kind? And the best I, I could come up with is... When we're feeling kind, we feel like we are part of something bigger. Yeah. Or we've got the support of some something or someone bigger behind us, and we're feeling generous and kind. There's one absolutely brilliant. I love this page. Jealous. G for yeah, jealous. Yeah, I get that one. Yeah. yeah. Got the red kite as well. We say, well, maybe we're jealous of someone to this boy's inside and he's looking at this and this kite who's outside and who is flying the kite or maybe he's jealous of the kite because it can fly or maybe and my son will now freely use oh i'm jealous oh, i'm a bit jealous of my little brother oh i'm jealous of like my friend who's got i don't know a playstation or something and i love it i wouldn't be able to say i was jealous as a child, because that's such a not a good emotion, but so human. Yeah, and that's a big step as well from uh, starting to notice the emotion, starting to really feel the emotion and give find your language for them as well. It's a huge developmental step, and to be able to own them in that way, they know there's no right or wrong. It's just this yes. is the word that fits. When you find the word that fits as well, it's, it's really like a movement, and it's really part of the, that emotion moving and almost completing like when someone when they find the words i'm frustrated and it matches up and it works it's it's a, just a release in itself yes and yeah so the book that goes way beyond sad 
happy, yeah, angry. The classics. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a great talking book, An Alphabet of Feelings by Madalena Moniz. Okay. And my one is The Lonely Tree. So this is, I've, I chose one which is, I thought was quite well known. This one, maybe not so. This is all about grief, uh, loss and sadness the reason i like it is uh the pictures it's a, quite a simple story in, in a way mm-hmm. but the pictures are slightly more really um clear and uh, digitalized it's about uh an oak tree a young oak tree who gets born and he grows up and he meets another oak tree that's an become... acorn that's an acorn yeah uh-huh. and that's the big oak and they the big oak tells them stories about the forest and they they bond and they 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 become attached and they spend time together and then or then they go through the seasons i won't show you them all and then when it comes to winter and snow and then as the spring comes the next year the new oak finds that his friend doesn't doesn't um wake up oh. doesn't come back to life and he finds his tears there you go and i won't tell you the ending but he finds his tears and then something happens and then yeah it's called the lonely tree so it's a it's quite a simple story with sadness joy grief loss but the thing that i like about it is is the pictures and and Mm. it's it's a very moving story yeah what do you think I think I'm very curious. What's your experience of your children, for example, reading it? Is that is that too much? No, they're they're again maybe a bit too young to really go into it now, but very happy to read it mm. uh, and explore. My daughter's just starting to find the word dead and notice that things die, and you know, there's a worm that's dead and. Uh, we were looking at old pictures the other day and some of the people in there were dead and she's interested it's a bit interested as the, the, the i find with you, every they sometimes they go through a developmental phase and then all of a sudden they're hit by the world of what can happen and, stuff like that and everything and the, all these emotions come back she's not quite got there yet for to really feel it yet it's kind of it's almost like things that things are dead but they'll be alive again in the next minute or mm they'll come back so she, I feel like it might be close but not quite yet interesting <laughs> I don't know um how true this is but my feeling is that in more modern books and films no one is quite dead they there's always a happy ending um, yeah well that's Hollywood whereas, Hollywood mm, stories yeah whereas when you take something older oh we watched the never-ending story with my son when the horse dies in the swamp and he was just in absolute shock because yeah. he's not used to this in art and he was looking at me like the, the horse is really dead i wonder what do you think about that i Are think it's not, a big yeah. um big temptation isn't it just to put it in to to add that happy ending it's hard we kind of want to move yeah we want to move i'm torn really i think it's good for, for to have both but I noticed as well, like you, there's there's too many happy endings. Mm. It's good that never, you know, the, the the ones where things just they end on that sad note is there's more of an invitation there for the for the sadness to it doesn't have to move move through. But then, of course, the answer 
uh, in death for, for me is how to hold on to that person. So it does it it does move through these these things, and it does that you do you can find happiness afterwards. That's where my last book comes in. <laughs> we talked about it. We mentioned it last time. Have you guys got it? We've got that one. Yeah. No matter what, by Debbie Cleori, written and illustrated. Um, this book gave us so much. Uh, with my son, it gave us the language. I'll show you for what. Small was feeling grim and dark, playing toss and fling and squash, yell and scream and bang and crash, break and snap and bash and batter. Good grief, said large. What is the matter? Small said, I'm a grim and grumpy little small, and nobody loves me at all. Oh, small said large, grumpy or not, I'll always love you no matter what. And then small proceeds to say, but will you still love me if I'm like that or like this? If I was a grizzly bear, would you still love me and would you care? Of course, said large, bear or not, I'll always love you no matter what. What if I turned into a bug? And what if I was a crocodile? And Large finds reassurance for every form and shape that Small could possibly take. He will still be loved. Or she, that's what I love about this book. You know, in my family with the boys, it's he. But Small could be a boy or a girl. And Large could be um, anyone who would be privileged to be in that role. And at last, um, at at the end... They managed to bridge death, right? That's Gordon Newfield's term when we bridge separation. Instead of saying, oh, we'll be apart uh, during the school day. Yes, we'll miss each other. We look at our next point of connection. I'm looking forward to being together, to picking you up, to after school, seeing your face, go and getting an ice cream and all that. And even in death, we talked about it in our previous episode of the Caring Instinct podcast. So if you're curious, I'd uh, direct you there. But look at these illustrations too. I was looking for posters from this book. I, I could put every single picture on my wall and unfortunately haven't found them yet. And I wish I could tell Debbie Cleori that she, he, she should do posters. The detail, like for example, obviously small and large are foxes. And here uh, in their house, there's a picture of how to open any bin, any type of bin, a wheelie bin. <laughs> um, so it's funny things like this. And look at this grim and grumpy little small. That just gave us the language. Like I say with my child, he would say, I'm feeling grim and dark. And I want to bash and crash. I want to yeah, yeah. build towers and he would crash them. I always still love you no matter what. Still love it now. Definitely. Yeah. It's a good one. Really uh, invitational book as well for for everything. And more with the, um, like, for instance, where the wild things are, not that much attachment in it. Mm. It's more, he's more, even though that, that it's there at the beginning and maybe maybe the end, there's a bit open there. There's the, there's you know, a large and a small going through these emotions. So it's, it's yeah. I wonder if, there's this rupture of connection in where the wild things are because he's uh, the boy is sent to his room. Yeah. So it's definitely separation-based discipline. Yes. It's basically a timeout, isn't it? And that's 
I wonder if this is why he goes so far into the land of monsters. Yeah. To the point where they want to hold on to him. Yeah, yeah. But then he feels that pull to come back. Yeah, he um, comes back. And the, there's, that, there's, there's that connection there with the dinner. So it's kind of full circle. Yeah. Okay, thank you for tuning in to another episode. We're going to put the video up for this one, aren't we? Definitely. So keep following us. Give us a like. Check out the podcast as well. And stay tuned for more of what we're doing. I'll just add, if it's a little bit frustrating to hear about all the illustrations in books while you are, for example, listening to The Karen Instinct while driving or something, there will be, we will put the video on our Facebook page. Please check it out. See you there. And thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.